Hello and welcome to this episode of Paideia Ponderings. I'm Dr. David Stanton, Headmaster at Oakdale Academy in Michigan. And it's a pleasure to welcome you. If you haven't uh, heard us before, I encourage you to look past our uh, episode list and see things that might interest you. Uh, this podcast is set up specifically to talk about things specific to education and what we call the classical Christian education movement, but we also delve into a couple other topics from time to time, as we will on this episode. And as we get ready to discuss the importance of Easter, and as we get ready to discuss the importance of sharing and spreading the Christian faith, I want to encourage us um, to be prayerful for the way that God is going to invite each of us uh, to spread his good news, his gospel, uh, to anywhere and everywhere that uh, that he will invite us to do that. And I encourage us as you listen to this episode to have your heart open as much as your ears are open to what I'm sharing so that you can find the areas that God is calling and inviting you to share his gospel. Uh, with that, before we start, I always ask uh, for your prayers for Oakdale Academy, for the classical Christian education movement, and, uh, and certainly ask you to consider supporting Oakdale uh, or to look at us as an alternative to the typical government-run school. You can find us at oakdaleacademy.com. And as always, if you are not in the Metro Detroit area, encourage you to look at the Association for Classical Christian Schools, classicalchristian.org, and find a classical Christian school near you. So in this episode, again, we'll talk about Easter and the importance of having our voice. So as we get ready to celebrate the events of the, the holiest week in the Christian calendar, uh, we start, as you know, on, on Palm Sunday, with Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem. And I find it just as an interesting aside, I, I was reading uh, in the last few months um, how in Scripture it is always described as one goes up to Jerusalem. This is, this is a journey looking up to the city of God and specifically to his holy uh, mountain, Mount Zion, and Jesus is coming up to Jerusalem, and he is greeted, as we're told in, in the Gospels, by a multitude crying out Hosanna to the highest um, and, and praising his name. And it is just a few short days after that that he is arrested, betrayed by Judas, and uh, most of his disciples flee, uh, Peter, of course, denying him three times uh, and on Good Friday, uh, he is executed by the Roman government uh, via crucifixion, this brutal, brutal way of execution. And then to the early followers, his disciples, it seems that the, the dream was lost. But yet, as we know, uh, on that third day, on that glorious, glorious Easter Sunday, uh, Jesus rose from the dead, conquering death and bringing us victory and the promise of everlasting life. And I want to say 2,000 plus years later, 
there's so many things that we can, of course, talk about when it comes to Easter. But I think, I think this year, uh, what I want to share uh, from my heart is, what does it look like for a Christian in the society that we live in right now to celebrate Easter? Does it mean going to church? Absolutely. Does it mean praising God and thanking him for his myriad blessings on our lives, most notably our salvation and the promise, uh, the promises that he gives us throughout his, uh, throughout his word in the Bible? Absolutely, 100%. Uh, in anything else that you uh, hear me encouraging us to do, those are absolutely true. But the... The Christian faith is not supposed to be a faith, I think, of just sitting back. It's not, it's not a passive faith. We, we were talking uh, just in a, in a recent episode about how education itself is not supposed to be passive uh, in nature. And I think Christianity as a faith is not supposed to be a passive thing. It's supposed to be active. And how does that, how does that describe itself? How does, how does that, you know, how is that something that we we live out? We, we certainly live it out uh, in our lives, in our daily interactions, in our prayer life, in our in our own spiritual walk, and where God is encouraging, challenging, convicting each of us to change, to grow, uh, to accept Him more fully, to surrender uh, parts of our lives, and ultimately all of us to Him. But what does it look like in our interactions in this society, in this culture? in the year 2021, because this, this society is one that may pay lip service to the importance of Easter or the importance of the Christian faith, but in many ways it is against what the truth of the Bible talks about. It is against the teachings of Jesus Christ. You know, you, we have people who claim that they are uh, Good members and, and, and goods or members in good standing of certain you know denominations, but yet actively support things like abortion, the murder of unborn innocent children, and we just say, okay, that, that's that's fine, that's their choice, and and it is ultimately their choice. I don't know how they can say they're a member in good standing when they clearly violate the tenets not only of their denomination but of the Bible itself. Um, but we live in a society that is free, and you can you can support the idea, uh, however illogical and unbiblical and just pure wrong it is. You can support the concept uh, behind the pro-abortion movement. But I don't think you should correctly identify yourself as a as a person in good standing with a Christian uh, religious denomination then. So that's just one example of the society that we find ourselves in. We have been marginalized. We've been sidelined because we have not found our voice again. We have let society develop, and we have been silenced because we allowed ourselves to be. We became complacent as Christians. We became complacent as believers. We said, we'll, we'll have these amazing, huge churches and we'll bring people in that are seeking something. We'll give them the gospel. We will make sure they get saved. And don't, don't mishear me. That was wonderful. The amount of people that were saved, the amount of people that now have the promise of heaven is, is wonderful. But we, we didn't 
finish. We didn't finish the work. We, we should have kept going and said, now we're going to disciple you. Now we're going to make sure that you look at life. You look at things um, in a way that you are always looking uh, at how you interact with culture and what culture is and what society is through the lens of the truth of God's word. It has to be that way. And so I, I think about what Easter itself represents, the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. And, and it comes from, and I will unfortunately probably butcher the word, but from both a Greek and Latin root uh, of the word pasha. And, and ultimately, that in Greek, the, the verbal form is pasho, P-A-S-C-H-O, which means to suffer. And the Hebrew there is referring to the Passover feast, to remembering the sacrifice that Easter is always celebrated around Passover, a whole complicated series of ways of, of um, how on a calendar um, way the, the Paschal moon um, brings about different uh, different events that would ultimately culminate, culminate in Passover and, and then by extension in Easter now in the Christian church. But Remember that Jesus is in the Gospels, or in, in, uh, in the New Testament, pardon me, referred to as the Passover lamb. Um, you know, 1 Corinthians 5, 7 says, for Christ, our Passover lamb has been sacrificed. There, there's sacrifice that's inherent in the Christian faith. We have to surrender of ourselves. We are not called to simply sit back and let things happen. So how do we find our voice? Well, you know, let, let me maybe use this as encouragement. I've, I've heard this uh, repeated a few different times, and, and I wanted to bring it up <clears throat> on this podcast as well. When we go to church, when we gather as uh, the body uh, of believers, the body of believers in Jesus Christ, we're going to not just a building. We're going to something that was envisioned um, as an active organization. The Greek root of, um, <clears throat> of, uh, of church is, is not the same as synagogue um, of the Jewish temple, where it would be a place where you would just hear teaching and the reading of scriptures. Instead, Christ himself just said to Peter, you know, you are the rock upon which I will build my church. And church, the root for church is ecclesia, and if you look at Ecclesia's um, etymology, it's, it's word origins, it's, it's Greek, and it means to summon forth. It is the political assembly of citizens, the Ecclesia. We're supposed to talk about things. We're supposed to interact and to, to show our pleasure or displeasure at what is going on, to stand rooted in the truth of God's word and to ensure that we um, are doing all we can to influence this culture for Christ. And that means more than just ensuring people come to faith in Jesus Christ. That is so important, it absolutely is, but it is so much more. Jesus Christ went and, and worked into people's lives Think about all the different accounts in the gospel of, of when he said, 
to when he spoke into the life and the situation, the circumstances of each person uh, that's highlighted in Scripture. When it was the Samaritan woman, he he spoke to her at the well and said, "This isn't you know your 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 first husband, and the man you're living with now isn't your husband." I mean, he he knew he's, he was God. You know, he he spoke directly into their situation and you know and convicted. He spoke to Peter about. Um, his thoughts and, and asked him three different times, do you love me? You know, he knew where Peter's heart was. He knew where his doubts were. And he spoke in an encouraging way, but a convicting way. And we're called to do similarly. We're not omnipotent, of course, but we're called to enter into the discussion, not to simply let it go. People have recently said, you know, God doesn't care about how you vote. I, I just, I, I, it's so hard to even hear. God cares about everything that we do. He cares about what we look at. He cares about what we think. He cares about every aspect of our lives, what we say, how we process things. Of course, he cares about how we vote. He cares about what we read. He cares about what we do. And because of that, the ecclesia, the the organization of all of um, God's people gathering together are supposed to talk about things and be the, the agent um, perhaps of change or the agent that says, this is what God believes. It's a, it's a free choice whether you believe it or not. But this is what is important. And, and you go into our culture, our society, in the United States of America, where our founding fathers set up a government, despite what we're told, our founding fathers set up a government based on Christian ideals. They were believers in Jesus Christ. They did, they, they, they made mistakes, of course. They were sinners, they're human people, just like all of us. But they set up a society foundation where we, as the people, are, are sovereign in our government. And for that reason, we have a right, a responsibility to speak into what's going on in the culture. Now, we're each called to do that uniquely. We're each called to do that differently. We're not all called to you know, run for major political office, but maybe we are. Maybe one of one or two of the people listening to this are called to run for political office. But where where's the real impact going to be? This is how I think we need to find our voice as Christians. It is found absolutely, 100%, predominantly in the home. How are we encouraging our families, our children, to be rooted in our faith and in the truth of God's word? It's found in our schools. What is it that our schools do to prepare our students for a life of service based and rooted in the truth of God's word? And it's found thirdly in our churches. Are our churches willing to take the stand for what is right? So as we celebrate the glory of Easter this week, Let me encourage all of us, myself included, it is in the home, it is in our schools or our education, and it is in the church that we must stand and find our voice as believers to ensure that the truth of God's word is followed as best as we possibly can, knowing we will fall short, but that doesn't mean we don't try and we don't give voice to God's word 
in every aspect of our lives. So as the ecclesia gathers this Sunday, let's celebrate, let's sing shouts of praise and worship our risen King Jesus. But let's remember that's where the work starts. Let's also go out. Let's find our voice, stand for what we know is true and convince people through our lives and through our words and our works that there is something more to this world. There is a promise for goodness, for truth, and for beauty that our world rejects, but it's there nonetheless. And let's share that with the world in everything that we do and in every way that we do it. So from all of us at Oakdale Academy, uh, happy Easter. Remember that glorious announcement. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Happy Easter.